You are now listening to the Unscripted Podcast with host Nicholas J. Barlow and co-host Luke Baker. Disclaimer, this episode is definitely not for children or young people. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Ah. Hello, hello. Right. I, I, I like the name. I like the name. Thank you. Uh, Rob. So um, I will be on my own for this episode for... <laughs> Should should I give them the 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 honest answer or the fake answer? How about no? So um, you can explain the honest answer, and I'll just quickly before but give a little precursor. Um, if you want to know, if you want to make sure that you don't know what Luke's like behind the scenes, then listen to my answer and skip past what Nick says. Um, Luke is currently ill, and therefore cannot be here. <laughs> and the real answer i would yeah i'd skip this section the real answer is uh because he is uh high off his tits and drunk and there's basically yeah right we, we've already tried recording we, we've already tried recording this but then luke decided he, he, to play a lot audio he wants, over he, wants hear, he wants to hear what i'm saying because we're still on a video call uh right so uh at least you now know why he's not here with us or he would never sure. be here with us because this is a lockdown anyway um we we have got you on the podcast the unscripted podcast unscripted unedited and undecided Shout out. yes you are a musician how did you get into music <laughs> Oh, we're doing this question again are we okay i'll give it i can't be asked for the full answer i'm not gonna lie so my dad plays guitar I can't blame you. yeah fair enough um my dad plays guitar a lot about 45 years now um i was on a trip with him he brought his travel guitar i learned to play um wish you were here by pink floyd i thought oh guitar's quite cool then decided to um not go oh, and i put it on my christmas list oh i'd love a, an acoustic guitar so he got me this nice um, gs mini and then I decided last minute before Christmas saying, um, you know, actually, I want I want one of those hoverboard things because they were trendy back in the day um, all back when that Christmas was around. And then so I got one of them. and My dad just kept the guitar for himself. And I thought, you know what? I'll go for the double Christmas. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to learn to play guitar again. So I just stole the guitar, um, started playing, got really into it, then got an electric. If you know guitars, then it's a Fender player strat. Um, and. Uh, the next Christmas that was, and then ever since, yeah, been doing music, writing songs, doing all that a lot. I've got a vinyl which I will not be releasing because that was specifically a Christmas present for my girlfriend. And I hopefully I'm getting some software tomorrow, and I've already written about five songs, and I want to get. A, so, I mean, does it count? How big is an EP? Can be. I thought EPs are always like four songs or something, but an album's usually ten. But I'm I'm planning on releasing. An odd, a weird number of seven songs. Um, hopefully around, yeah. I mean, I've got five written now, which one are perfect, uh, perfect, and uh, perfect. No, that sounds weird. Um, which one are perfect, and then I assume I'll write two more because it just, if I've got that amount of time, I definitely will write some more stuff. Um, so I will be hopefully releasing that about August, September. So 
put in your alarm clocks, August, September, re-listen to the podcast so you can remember to check me out on Spotify. I probably won't put a fancy name like, I don't know, the big dong Archie. It'll probably just be Archie Ross. Yeah, which it, it, it's quite a sensible idea, putting an actual name, isn't it? Yeah, like, actually, I'm, 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 I'm doing more of an indie style, so I think big dong Archie wouldn't quite fit. <laughs> No, and if no, I, I put that, then you could definitely get away with it. But um, in my position, I feel it might be slightly. I know I might get some respect taken away from that one. Oh, well, I'd be kicked out of the house. Yes, yes, uh, because of bragging. Oh, good. Yeah, I'd get too many people. I'd get too many fans coming to my door and saying, "Oh, show us your big dong arch." Yeah, yeah. My dog would oh, say, oh, that's that's for me. That they probably wouldn't be fans. They'd probably be school pals, wouldn't they? They'd just be like. Go on, go on, prove it, it out, mate. Nah, yeah, uh, I went to a boarding that... school. My mates have seen my cock enough times. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, did they ask to see it, or did you force it upon them? Well, um, I've had enough tennis to tell you this, but I, in so obviously, as you've seen, I'm a rugby player. Um, for about a year, yeah. I had the lucky testy. Um, <laughs> interesting. So yeah. we, we we had a bunch of really hard matches. Um, and we wouldn't, obviously not for every match, but for the harder ones, which we thought we'd lose, um, someone would just give one of my testes a rub, and then somehow we won every game when that happened. I mean... That... Uh, 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 speechless, speechless. <laughs> yeah, most people are, but then again, they don't have a lucky testy, so fuck them. <laughs> well, the, the question is i'm wondering what makes your testicles different to the rest is it just because they're more refined or what probably the they're, they're more warts my guess what probably the genital warts <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it is mate I, i'm not even irish or anything i don't even have that claim to luck i just that i just i just do have lucky testicles i guess so many priests touched them they got holy <laughs> <laughs> oh my life! <laughs> this, this, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Uh, how many? How many uh, drinks are you down now? Uh, I just grabbed some more while we were in between podcasts. So I'm on about six now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that's quite quick. That 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 is surprisingly surprisingly uh, fast for the for, for six uh, for six cans. That is. Like, Thank you very much. I mean, it's it's the rugby jeans. Um, also, I, I'm old enough now to legally drink, just in case the police were watching. Um, also, if the police are watching, why? Um, do your job, mate. But um, also, if the police are watching, uh, yeah, do your job. Also, hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. And also, the thing we said about Luke earlier was a lie. He's actually just ill. Yeah, he, he's got gonorrhea. Yeah, he's got, gonorrhea, sure. Yeah, that's the one. Which is better. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right, well, uh, we'll leave Luke's illness and uh, your lucky testicle there. Uh, right, so continuing continuing on. You said that you, uh, you went to a boarding school. Um Enlighten us with that experience, dependent on how much shit it will stick you in, because I don't know whether you it in a good way or a bad way. Um, the thing is, I, I'm i actually legally not allowed to talk about it, I'm pretty sure. I signed a contract saying I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. However, uh, however, 
I'm not going to say from my experience of a boarding school because that would put me in breach of the contract. However, I have heard from other people who have had the same experience of boarding school who definitely aren't me. Um, the, it's all right. It, I mean, I know that's not the best answer you could ever hear. It's not exactly controversial or exciting or anything. There are very there's a lot of good things and bad things. Uh, they on my first day, I remember five years ago, they said. Um, you'll meet your best man here and things like that. And it's because you're living with your mates constantly. It's, it's fun. Um, you get, a, there's a lot of stigma, obviously the lucky testicle thing and all that a lot. And like, Oh, everyone bums each other. No, because some people are ugly. So we don't bum them. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like you become really close with your mates. Um, I know it gets a lot of stigma because, Oh, boarding school, fuck them, all that lot. But I, I, I got asked a question by my girlfriend's parents. Would I send my kids to the same school that I went to? And um, I was baffled because it's weird. Things with boarding schools, they're always trying to be so PC because we get such a bad name in the Daily Mail and different pieces of media. And I, I won't say my school because otherwise I'll lose 100 followers instantly. But um, it's not Eton. I'll say that. Eton can go fuck itself. But, um, <laughs> although... Well, uh, the... I mean, there is quite a simple way of finding out your school, <laughs> but I won't release how. Oh. I won't release how. Yeah, oh shit, it's on my Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, okay, it's Harrow. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah, so Harrow, um, mortal enemies of Eton. But we get a really bad name in the Daily Mail. So the school's doing loads of stuff to try, like, make everything safer and all this lot. And it's a bit, especially since the main appeal of Harrow is, oh, you can get into Oxbridge really easily. And recently, obviously, all of the media has been hating us and hating Oxbridge for letting us in. So our Oxbridge results, when I arrived at Harrow, it was about 45 people at Oxford, 45 people at Cambridge. Um, versus when I leave Harrow, it's now 12 people going to both. And um, so it's and then th different like school traditions have gone down and stuff like that, which means it's yeah it's a bit of a bummer but then again i probably would want my kid to have the same boarding at school experience because you do just meet mates and live with them and also especially because i've got a uni next year i'm going to nottingham if any listeners are going to nottingham feel free to hit me up um if i do badly on this podcast um probably just ignore me and pretend you don't know me um but they um they a lot of people are scared of being homesick and things like that uh, but i think it's I, I mean, I've, I don't have any troubles with homesickness because I've lived away from my parents for five years now. But I think just in case anyone is ever worried about homesickness in the future, um, especially if you're in a place where not many people have been to boarding school. But when you're going to uni, people get very worried about homesickness. But you've just got to keep in mind my one. I'll be a bit helpful here. My one tip and trick would be. Um, lean into it in the sense of don't call your parents every second. It's the one thing that every boarding school do and unis don't really because there's so many people there. They don't get, really get the chance to control it. But don't call your parents every second. The best way to get over homesickness isn't by like calling your parents and just missing them. because That makes it far worse. It's also not by enduring wherever you are. That means you're homesick. It's by making sure you're busy all of the time, because as soon as you're busy all of the time, homesickness doesn't affect you at all and then as soon as you're no longer busy all of the time like after a certain amount of time you don't really get affected by homesickness anyway because you were so used to being away from everyone so but yeah i, I in the I, i'd probably send my kids there I, I think it's it gets a bad rep there are lots of negatives to it but i'd probably it's quite it's an experience I'll, I'll put it i'll put it there it's an experience yeah i mean 
I, of course, I, I didn't go to a boarding school of any form. I went to the, the general comprehensive, of course, uh, as, as most people uh, mm. have um, uh, yeah. in the UK. Uh, and the one thing I will attest to is that living uh, with your friends or people who you don't even know but will become friends with, because I... I'm in the cadets uh, in in the oh RMS. nice uh, yeah I know, I know I know quite a few yeah. people in there right now so yeah, yeah. good on you. yeah I'm in the I'm in the RAF cadets uh, with my school CCF I don't go to a grammar school I go to a normal school which has had a grammar school installed uh, yeah. as it were so we're not we're not the super posh but we were seen posh enough to have a ccf put in i know, you know? We, we, um, we've had a ccf i absolutely despised it personally oh yes it's, it's the the thing is it, you go you no go. no no you you're still doing it you're gonna have my spoke I, I get you're the host and i'm the guest but realistically i don't think you've talked about ccf on a podcast so you might as well go into it because you're going to know far more than i will so what? Why did you not like it out of interest? Oh, um, actually, no. You're RAF, so you'll have a slight. I did. Um, I just did our basic army CCF. So um, all I got oh, okay. was just you. constant on the parade ground. Um, which I'm, I'm not sure if every if they're always called parade grounds, but our marching place is the parade ground. Just doing different marches and different yeah. loads of classroom lessons about theory of stuff. So it was complete. It was just like. A waste of two hours every week. What about you? How is it? What was it like uh, for RAF for you? Uh, with, with me, I mean, I'm currently in the CCF at the moment. I am doing uh, an MVQ in teamwork nice. and leadership because of. Uh, but uh, with the CCF, with our CCF, um, I will admit at the start it was very much do drill, do drill, exactly. do drill because we like. That's all. Uh, um, there's a good reason for why that happens. It's because it instills an idea of you will do everything that the person above yeah. you says, as it were. Like, I, if, yeah, if you I are really instructed like. how to move, you're going to do everything mm. else. Yeah. That's, yeah. It, it's the truth. That, the thing is, I really wish I did CCF for longer because I only did the drill instead of any of the leadership stuff, which was good. But um, that's the leadership. I'm glad you mentioned it because I forgot to mention it actually about boarding school was the thing is there's such a big hierarchy. So just um, I'm not going to say these are specific, specifically Harrow. Some of them are Harrow. Some of them aren't. But I don't want to give it too much of a bad rep. But um, I know at one school um, they in year nine, they give you they tie you to a chair. So this is your first year within the first month of you being there. They'll tie you to a chair then show you gay porn and if you ever get like an erection or anything they'll beat you up as in like the entirety of the year 13s will beat you up um another one another classic tradition um so for a speech day uh, i know someone who had to the uh, the year 13s forced this year nine to sleep out on a balcony um so they just didn't throw them anything except for a towel and they had to sleep on a balcony when it was absolutely pissing it down with rain and they just started like, and the guy was just lying there on this balcony, and they uh, the uh, year thirteens just started pissing on him, and you get stuff like that. But that's re the tradition of that. I mean, that's slightly bullying and a bit too far. But there's a certain hierarchy to it. Where I remember back in year nine, I'd never consider speaking to a year thirteen, and I'm sure it's like that with most schools. You don't speak to people in the other years because there's a hierarchy. 
but with such a close thing as a boarding house you do end up speaking to them but you've got to get a respect whereas recently i think respects died a lot um oh yes i i will attest exactly. to that because i mean with my school what has happened i didn't realize this would turn into a let's talk about our schools but why not uh <laughs> With, with with my school, it uh, it is very much in year seven. Yes, you had a bit of fear for the people yep. above you. Whereas now I'm in year twelve. I mean, I'll, I may as well say I'm in year year thirteen because I don't think I'll be going back oh, yeah. <laughs> until year thirteen. Um, but with with what happens, like I I'm a I'm a senior senior prefect. Hey, come on and. Even though, even though I'm a senior prefect, it almost feels as if no one really gives exactly. a shit. Which is partially because, partially because education isn't really respected in the slightest. But that's, that's <laughs> its own problem. Um, but also because the idea of respect hasn't quite been taught to the younger years. It's almost as if they've been given the keys to. Oh, the world's the world's your oyster. You can um, do whatever yeah. you want, but they haven't been they haven't been told that they have to respect people in order to get where they want to go or may like to go. Um, I, I don't know how yeah. that feels, but yeah, that's, that's which is uh, I I'm going to try and move it away from schools after this, but I just thought I had something to say briefly on it, um, which was our health education person said something which I thought was quite weird, but because the ideologies and things are changing so much the three years above me oh no the three years above the year above me so people who are in their first year of uni now will never be prime minister and so you're current you're going into year 13 but you're in year 12 the current year 10s who are going into year 11 those three years are also really unlikely to be the next prime minister's things because they just get a lot of stuff handed to them and also they're just uh, so the three years above are, are very like um, offended by everything type of uh, thing, whereas the three and the three years below the current year, all the people going into year twelve are all um, very oh we've had life handed to us. Um, everything the world's your oyster. It's amazing. Feel free to chat shit to anyone. Anyway, let's move away from schools and ideologies and things like that. I mean, it, it's quite an interesting idea, but yeah, uh, it is a good idea to move away from that because, uh, uh, I mean, I like the idea of talking politics, but I don't know how you'd feel I don't, uh, regarding... I don't mind it, but I will promise you that we will have conflicting ideologies on it. Okay, but that that's probably because of how we were brought mm -hmm. up, I would assume. Uh, and... I, I don't know whether that's a, an arrogant statement, but I feel it's probably to do with our upbringing rather than just yeah. life, as it were. I mean, I'm fine with getting into a, a low level. Oh, yeah, mate, knock, knock yourself out. I'm on your podcast. I'm happy to be here. Um, just you go with what you want. And if, I, if, if it's too far, I'll probably say it is, but I doubt it because I'm just happy to be here and it's nice to, you know, talk. Why not? Right. So, I I will say I am. To make life easy for people, I say I'm a socialist, but I'm not quite a socialist. I am 
centre centre left that area. I don't know whether I am further left with certain things or right wing with certain things, but I like to say I'm centre left just for that. The, the what is it? I wouldn't say I'm a centre because I uh, if if I was given the choice in an election with the current situation, it would be hard to vote for someone Who first off. But if I was to vote, if if I was to vote for someone, it would be between. I mean, Keir Starmer is now the leader of the Labour Party, so that makes <laughs> life easier. I wouldn't have voted for Jeremy. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear. Um, yeah, uh, I Keir. So I would probably vote for Labour or okay. Lib Dems. The Conservatives, I probably wouldn't vote for unless something different happened and um, i mean my mind probably will change as i get older, fair enough but, um yeah. i'm very different i would i would um but as you said that's because upbringing reasons and things but i would pretty much always say tory which is weird i'm about to be a student who is the biggest yeah. labor holder in the world pretty much in the uk if if you're going to find anyone who's labor it's always a student yeah yeah the the interesting thing is with um I mean, I study uh, what I study in sick form is uh, yeah um, drama, yeah, uh, yeah government and politics, no. and ICT. Three the, the 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 choice span, which ensures that I won't get into any university apart from the open one or no, no, definitely not, mate. You uh, can. Oh wait, what was it? Sorry, ICT, government and politics. What what course are you thinking of doing? Uh, I, I mean, at the moment, I'm thinking I would go into okay, go to an that, active that school. So that's yeah. why I'm but with it, with but... the A levels you've got, you definitely, I mean, you definitely could if your grades are high enough. Go to most unis. It's not like, oh, the th- it could be worse. You could be doing like, I don't know. I'm sorry to anyone who's listening who's doing these, but like media and makeup and things. Where I don't know you'd probably go to a Russell Group uni and they just pretty much give you a middle finger and tell you to fuck off. With ICT, yeah, which is pretty yeah. much well, like I know it's some people think it's not the most respected subject in the world, but I would argue it's probably currently one of, and it's either ICT Chinese or any Asian language where you are the forefront of where the economy is going to be in a couple of years. So if you know how to work a computer well, or you know the China yeah. like Asian languages and things, you are so well set for the future. It's disgusting. Because that's exactly where everything's going. People are like, oh, ICT's a wasteland subject and things. No, mate, they're just thinking ahead. Yeah, they may be inter- like, interested in it and think it's wasteland, but they're the ones who are going to be like making a lot of money in the future. Yeah. I mean, it, um, out of interest, what did, what did you take? Okay, so I had to do four in the first year. Um, so I did drama, English, history and economics. Um, and then I dropped drama because I had disagreements with the director, um, meaning I thought he was a dickhead, um, and no, he he was a lovely guy, but he just, uh, he, he, the thing is, he was very nice to me, but he had a very fake smile, which you could very, he thought you couldn't read what his face was saying, but it was, it was very much disapproval to a lot of people. Um, although he did, he did like rate me as an actor. He thought I was a good actor and things. Um, like that wasn't just like, oh, he said I no, but he, like he put me in good parts and things, which is nice of him. 
but I just thought it was a bit too fake to work with for another year. And then English, I really like. History is what I'm doing at uni. I really love that. Economics. God, I wish I didn't do economics. What a shit show that is. <laughs> I, I I mean, I need a I need AAB for... No, oh. Yeah, I need AAB for um, uh, Nottingham. And it's definitely currently looking like an AAC with the economics right now. It is horrid. And I can't even change it at all. Because, of course, the old Rona. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the good the weirdly good thing uh, with this situation is that I don't know how your teachers will take it, but I think the teachers of the most of the comprehensive schools in the UK or not the UK, England. I'll say England just yeah. to make life easier. Will be uh, as it's going to be based on. Uh, mock exams of previous years if you've been in the school since the year dot uh, along with what uh, teacher predictions and then the standardized generation predictions the ones that basically they put in a they put they pop all of your previous grades into a system and somehow you get x uh, x grade yeah. for whatever reason um, that those three things are standardized and then sent off to an exam board and then they verify and yeah. do that kind of shit to my knowledge uh, and I think because of this situation the teachers at least in the comprehensive schools will be uh, it may be a negative because the, t- the students that focused a lot in lessons and were good students will get yeah. a better proportion of the grades I don't know how your feelings regarding that are but um, <laughs> I, I understand the fact that it, with the last exam there will be people who do better regardless of whether they were bad students or good students it was like they just couldn't be asked in lesson or yeah it just I, wasn't challenging I get that. my big uh, see i'm yeah i wouldn't say i was a bad student i didn't mess around or anything but i'm very good at pulling out of the bag last minute for an exam so for gcses for example i think i was predicted all b's mainly c's and then i got three a stars and the rest a's because uh, the worst was biology, where I got an E in three mock exams the week before, and then I came out with an A. Because I'm v- I'm really good at last, not last minute, but I'm really good at grinding for exams, um, which is a big, it's a big issue for me currently with this prediction system because my mocks and things and like random um, pieces of homework they're not that great. And I was very much planning on doing the old Archie classic of absolutely destroying the Easter, not speaking to anyone, revising the entire time so I can get my... I mean, I wanted three A's for interval, but right now I'd be happy with an AAC. Um, like, it's just... it's It doesn't suit me personally. I didn't mess around or anything. It's just I wasn't very... I, I'm just much better at a last-minute grind and things, and I didn't... I needed better help with my... Especially because all of my subjects are essay subjects. So um, we did our exams the last week of term and basically I had a performance the week beforehand and then like for drama and then I had to learn all of the content which for history, I mean English was probably the worst actually, econ was okay for, but then econ had the worst, hardest technique for me and stuff like that and I had to learn the technique and all the content and it just wasn't enough to do over one weekend. Whereas for the actual A-levels, I would have been fine. 
So the the system like that really didn't help me at all with the corona. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a very peculiar time that we're in. I mean, I don't know how you feel with your, your current situation because I I know this is turning into let's talk about the coronavirus, but that's pretty much every podcast that I was has say, been realistically bring back Brexit. Do you remember when that was a big issue? Oh, God, I wish that was the biggest issue we had right now. Uh, the thing is, Brexit was quite fun in a weird way. Like, I, it, it made politics a <laughs> bit more zesty. It, it, actually, it actually meant... The thing is, I know you disagree with this, so I'm, so I'm going to say it anyway. But currently, I think Boris is doing a bloody good job. Yeah, I mean... Because you've got to bear in mind that Boris uh, is only yeah, the uh, spokesperson for all of the scientists and advisors he has. He's getting, he's not like Trump, who gets loads of advice from scientists and goes, you know what, fuck this, I've got my own theory where we just eat bleach for a while. Just drink bleach and be great. Boris is taking loads of advice <laughs> from the scientists and trying to do daily talks to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and things. And I know he, like, a lot of the times he's not mentioning things that are like, it's like, oh, my God, why didn't Boris mention this today? But, like, that's because he hasn't heard about it today. He hasn't heard about it from his advisors. He's not the one thinking about it. He's, I mean, you look at the economic support. That's the, he's probably faced the hardest problem since Winston Churchill. And he's what the economic support wasn't Boris. Yeah. It was his team. And as prime ministers goes, uh, as prime ministers go, He's hired probably like the best team he could have. And he's just being a spokesperson who's trying to keep everyone slightly happy. So I think as Prime Minister Scott, he's doing a decent job because he hired such a good team. So when he gets uh, like um, blame pinned on him for just like, oh, he didn't mention this. It's because he hasn't heard about it recently. It's not really because he hasn't thought about it or he's not considering the public. It's just that's not something that's been discussed by his team yet. In my opinion, obviously, I welcome your contradictory no uh, i i will I, i'm glad that you didn't say that oh, boris no. is a great person overall i i don't know how you i don't know how you feel about his general uh his general politics i know that yeah. this situation is the most surreal thing ever um i will I, I will give it to our current government because there's no other government that's in place of course uh but i will give it to them that they are doing what they 100. can given the current yeah. circumstances however ha however i will say that some of the things that they have done have been um not what, the most can you say what the only, the only one i will yep the the only one i will bring up um is uh, yeah. Gavin Williamson, yeah? The fact that only now has the advice been that people from foreign countries from abroad should be quarantined or should should self-quarantine after, after landing in the UK, whereas beforehand I other think countries were doing that, if that per makes sense. Personally, I um, think that was implied yeah. by the sense that they said everyone in England should quarantine just because you're, like, it's... So if... So my brother's currently on a gap year. He'd finished university and he went on a gap year afterwards. And um, he's now in New Zealand. And in New Zealand, they're, they're doing all right, actually. They've got a... I'm not going to... I'll give it to the government. They're doing a very good job. And luckily, they didn't get as hit as hard 
buy it um, as we did. But they're doing a good job for even though they've got a smaller like numbers and things. But just because Tom's from England and he flew out to New Zealand, it obviously means he's going to have to obey the uh, the New Zealand quarantine rules. So if you were in China and uh, if you're in China and you flew out to England, it's not like oh now I've got to obey Chinese laws because I just came from China. If everyone in England saying you've got a quarantine, then you've got a bloody quarantine because you're in England. If you get what I mean. Yeah, that. But uh, I mean, now now you've brought that to mind. It that does make a bit of sense. But of course, I don't want to say that all left wingers don't think about their points. I know yeah. there are quite a few things that we do think about quite heavily. Uh, but I, Fair I, I don't like talking about politics too much. Exactly. I understand your well, position because like as a podcast host, you want to get the most people in. And if I start saying, oh, Tories are the best, which have an argument, then you're only getting the political no, people the, in. Um, the, the, thing, the thing is, I quite like politically, uh, I like uh, there, not arguing, a, yeah. I like debating about politics, but what I don't... I, I don't like putting uh, I don't like putting people or myself in some form of contention because I'm quite happy I'm quite happy to say that I exactly. am socialist and I in some way left wing. The difference uh, is between arguing and debating. Yeah, is when you're debating, you're fully willing to accept. Like, yeah. obviously, it's not the official definition, blah blah blah. But what I find is when you're arguing, you're just trying to prove your point. But when you're debating, you're very much open to hearing the other person's side and maybe being convinced. Which is why I think we are, we're currently having a debate, and as you, you can see to the point, and I'll, I'll definitely concede some points that like toys haven't been the best, especially as you said about Boris Johnson's personality, like Bullington. Come on, mate. Um, yeah, um, but <laughs> like the as long as it's a debate rather than an argument, then it's not too divisive. But I still understand your perspective of as a podcast host, you don't you don't want to get it in a certain way where it's very uh, a niche audience. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, the, uh, I think uh, I, I have quite a loyal loyal listener, which I have uh, dropped name, I have name dropped in the past. I mean, his name's Dylan, and I think he will find this remarkably interesting. Quite a few people will find it interesting because I, 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 um, I come from quite a left-wing area, even though recently we voted out Labour. You've been leaving, you didn't Tories. have much of a choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we were in we were in quite an unlucky state. We were it. We're, we're I'm mm. in the constituency that used to have Tom Watson. Yeah. Tom Watson, I've got no problem with, I, even though he's got a few, even though he's done some shit which he shouldn't have. But that's pretty much every politician ever, um, give or take a few. Uh, but what they did after Tom Watson, what Labour did after Tom Watson stepped down as deputy and stepped down as MP kind of uh is that they got someone from ah mm-hmm. oh, some someone from like london uh, yeah. to replace him and the the thing is the thing is this area is a relatively left-wing area however okay. they voted quite yeah. heavily for Brexit. so if you bring someone that even from london if you bring someone from somewhere that isn't there the difference of opinions. That yeah, exactly. role, wait can you edit this can you edit the podcast at all because I really need to pee. Uh, why? Why? Uh, you, yeah, just so go I'll to be back in like thirty yeah, seconds. You just have to edit like thirty seconds. Cheers. Yeah, no problem.
And now we wait for Archie to go to the loo. Whether I edit this out or not will be a different thing, but let's see how long it takes. If it takes a minute, it will be easy to edit out. If it takes half a minute, it will be hard to take out. So let's let's see, shall we? This is not radio silence. This is just my voice babbling on. And you will enjoy it for as long as you want until you decide that this podcast is boring and you will click off. But I don't think you will because we have a very interesting guest about to rejoin in about 10 seconds, I think. Hopefully, very hopefully. Thirty-six minutes in. Okay, I'm back. Thank you very much, much boys. Hello, hello, um, welcome yeah. back, welcome back. Uh, yeah. Um, you, you I cannot remember at all. I don't know. Um, oh, we were talking it, about Tom Watson. It, it's never a good idea to get someone outside of the constituency in because the then you'll just... It's a difference of opinions and upbringing and that will never work. The leader. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, with the, with the left-wing ideology or from what I understand of it and from my perspective of it, I know that other people will think differently, of course, but the left-wing ideology is definitely the idea that, yes, it's for the people, yeah. but it's for the people that you know, as it were, or at least that's the far left. It's like you, uh, the the idea that there everyone's fair, but exactly. there's one yeah. person that's fairer than everyone else. Uh, yeah, which is part of the reason why communism probably won't work. I won't say I won't say never, just in case that I have um, some communist listeners. Uh, if I, I do have anybody who's ever intrigued uh, in uh, my Spotify yeah. when it comes out in the future, I'd like to say um, for the communists who are listening, communism will never work. Uh, feel free, feel free to not listen to my music in the future. Um, <laughs> but with the with the London thing, it's really like getting an uprising <laughs> against the monarchy and then expecting the Queen to lead it and be successful. It won't ever happen. Um, yeah. yeah, but the thing is, yeah. oh, don't worry, carry on. But the thing is, no, I'm no, expecting you, to you, wing you, it I, I, because I, I'm trying to transport into you, away from politics. Um, so uh, if there are people who aren't, because all of the time I'm fussed by politics a lot. Um, a lot of the time people aren't really too fussed by it. So um, if there's anybody who wants to listen to something else, then I was going to try, you know, veer it elsewhere, and I was going. to Oh, I'll, I'll tell. I'll just briefly tell you about a story, yeah, yeah, which ahead, I think is probably not the coolest, but one of the coolest stories I heard recently, which was um. So there was this guy who was going deer hunting in Canada, very similar to the. This is a very similar story to the politics, as you can clearly tell. Um, <laughs> so there's this guy elk hunting in Canada, and he brought his bow and arrow, but he also had his mate's pistol with him. He went to the gun range, fired the pistols. He was like really good. But he, only, he used a certain type of bullet, and he was like, okay, I'm going to use better bullets for when I go hunting, because if a bear ever comes, I'm going to want better bullets to kill it with. So he was elk hunting out in this forest in Canada, and um, he then this gr this big grizzly bear comes over, and bear and grizzly bears are bloody huge. They'd, they'd absolutely rip you to shreds with one strike. Um, and it starts charging at this guy, 
So he raises his pistol. He doesn't want to fire it yet. And he stops charging. He does it once again, uh, one, uh, once more, stops charging, once more stops charging, then runs away to the side into the woods. And um, so the hunter just assumes that he's going, like the bear's trying to flank him. So he waits for about three hours, um, wait, like waiting for this bear, just like scanning the bushes in case he ever comes out. He doesn't want to get distracted because it's a life or death situation. He comes back home and then he finds out the bullet was wedged in his gun because the new bullets he were use he was using were too big for the gun. So if the bear ever came along, he would have been absolutely destroyed. Because wow. yeah, he had a gun, but the bullets wouldn't have fired because they were too big. I just I read about it the other day, and I know it's completely away from anything we've been talking about, but I just thought, fuck me, that's really cool. I mean, it, it, it's quite an interesting story, but also I will say the funny that the, the thing that uh, came up in my mind when you were saying elk hunting is um, definitely you need to be careful how you say that because otherwise you could be. Oh, saying yeah, it, it, it's like a Spanish oral, oral and I'm like just talking French about having Spanish sex, elk hunting. Elk hunting. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. If you're still listening, just. Um, rewind yeah, and every time yeah. i say elk change it for deer just in your head change it for deer and the story will work perfectly deer hunting yeah exactly see now i've now if deer anyone's hunting, got a, a dirty yes. mind I've, I've put them off they can re-listen and be in perfect peace yes yes at least, uh, as long as I think of deer hunting rather than it's deer basically hunting, more fun, dependent on where you're completely from. different idea. <laughs> if you're from yes, Cornwall, uh, then it's more it, fun for deer hunting. But yes, yes, it would. It... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yes, I, 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 I just saw it. I, I don't, I, I don't um, know why, but I thought. You know, what? I'm going on a podcast today, and I'm going to somehow sneak that story in because Christ, that's a cool story. So I decided to not sneak it in and just blatantly change the conversation. Um, sure, no, I, I will ask: is it the fact that is it the fact that you wanted to? Sneak I, I tell it you in, what: if one of my friends dared, dared me to sneak that in. in, I would have been completely disappointed with them because that is zero banter and just a good story. If someone asked me to sneak in Thanos cock, then fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Um, so I did definitely sneak that in, and thank you very much. I've already <laughs> done. Um... <laughs> oh, you've exactly. snuck in it, Thanos it, cock. That's what I we call a smooth transition. It's really. Um, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> for any, uh, I'm sure. Luke may have mentioned this previously, but uh, I so I was in a band with Luke very, very, very briefly. Um, although it did get me to a hundred thousand followers, thank you very much. And if any listeners of the podcast, Archie underscore Ross on Instagram, feel free to follow me and pretend that you know me from this hour of conversation, or to, I don't know how long it's going to be, but feel free to pretend to know me for a bit. It will probably turn into an hour because oh, it's you. actually quite an interesting conversation and it seems to be going somewhere. 
not like not, not like others. Like, mate, in all honesty, I could chat shit for hours. So if you want a three-hour podcast, I'm still so... ready. I don't have a sleep schedule. Um, but <laughs> so um, yeah, I was That's in a band fair. with Luke, and we got in this argument because we had a manager who arranged us. And in all honesty, good on the manager. Um, the manager was very nice in the fact that she organised us into a band. Uh, that's how I met Luke, and obviously that's why I'm here today. So much obliged to her for that. However, she was 15 and had no idea how to manage, and within three hours of the band forming, decided to beg the followers for money so they could fund a tour, which we had zero songs for, um, which was, I would say, a bad move. But um, we got in an argument with her, and then so she was 15. Then, uh, and sh- then her manager in the manager company spoke to us and had an argument with us. So I just sent her a photo of Thanos cock, which um, if you're below 18, do not look up on the internet. If you're above 18, feel free because Christ on a bike, Jesus, he could fucking pair it to. <laughs> However, if. However, if you are if, if you are below eighteen, you're more likely to exactly, and more I likely assume, to have seen actually, I'll give it. I'll give it twenty seconds. So let's talk about something else. Just as you're going now, just look up Thanos Cock if you're above eighteen, or if you're below eighteen and a bit of a rebel. But I don't encourage it. Um, but yeah, the Christ, absolutely, he could fuck an elephant and absolutely tear it to shreds. It wouldn't be long by the end of it. Okay, it's been about a couple seconds. Um, <laughs> if you have the photo up on your phone right now. I'd like you to know how well groomed it is. It's so surprising. I've still got that photo on my phone because so I use it as a Zoom background all the time. And I also, because we've got online lessons and I use it in the background of my online lessons as a crease. Um, my teachers absolutely despise me, but I'm leaving the school so they can't do anything about it. Um, and just no, I didn't notice it. I, I just thought about it one time. Why is it so well shaven? Who is he using it so regularly with? Because if it's a human, <laughs> then Christ on a bike, that that woman must have a vagina so loose it'd be like, I know if I would have sex, it'd be like throwing a penny down an alleyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's fully well shaven. Don't get me wrong, Thanos it. is oh, shredded, and oh, I wouldn't expect anything um, else from such a uh, god of a man, but. It's just so well groomed that you really do have to question who the fuck he's keeping it well groomed for. Um, yeah. Also, it raises the question of why they deleted that scene from the film, but I won't get into that. <laughs> oh my life. I, I hope no one is driving oh, yeah. whilst they're listening to and this. Whether that will be just using their the phone crashed. to look up Thanos talk, or if they're in the middle of um, <laughs> they're in the middle of having a prank because they heard about Thanos talk. No one really knows. <laughs> if you are driving and you want to get around, it's really big, really purple, uh, yes, yes, that's as you would expect from Thanos. Surprisingly well shaven, and um, <laughs> it could tear a horse to shreds. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, smoothly sliding on from Thanos cock. Um, let's let's talk about let let's talk about. Um, oh yeah, wait, wait, um, Jimmy's um, <laughs> probably a good idea to talk about after we've spoken about the, the horses. Um, 
but uh, let me. I'm I'm trying to think of a way of veering this back into some form of uh, conversation. Okay. That I've got, uh, I've got you. So Nick, have you seen Shrek? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Uh. I can neither confirm nor deny. But if if um, Shrek is love, Shrek is life. That is one hell of um. Anyone as it's as it goes, anyone above eighteen, See, search it now. Anyone below eighteen, um, yeah, um, search it. The thing now. is, with the, um, with don't now, I, I don't know what now. Shrek cock looks like. I hope it's not as well groomed. But judging by Shrek is love, Shrek is life, it's probably better groomed. But um, you do really have to question the pain tolerance of the young boy in the video. <laughs> It's Freck. <laughs> the people who do anal, gay men and women, if they're up for it. And every single one of them confirms it really hurts when you do it. Imagine having Shrek inside of you. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm talking else, about <laughs> fucking small children. Let's let let's uh, let i'm slightly religious but it's not i haven't got any con it's not controversial opinions it's just i don't think you'll get much of a conversation out of me on that because yes pardon i would assume you're um I, I don't know yet um i would assume you're agnostic <laughs> um no i'm 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 <laughs> i'm okay, a debatable cool. christian but um the if we're going to go into I don't have much to talk about religion except for I every single one of the boys at my boarding school who was Catholic who did um, theology and ph philosophy for their GCSEs converted to Church of England within a month. <laughs> they just realised, wow, our opinions are fucked, aren't they? <laughs> and just went, wow. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's all you can get on me on religion. I really don't have much interesting to say, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it, it, religion is a very interesting thing. It's, um, I think, the thing is, every e everyone um, in England, oh, I, I, compulsory in schools, compulsory taught some form of religious in, in, education. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the thing is when when you realise that there are so many different gods and religions that you could can uh, confide within and believe in you then realize there are a lot of different <gasps> religions saying that you must believe in one god when okay you've got so many people believing in various yeah. different gods which one is the correct god to follow it's a very weird and confusing thing and i understand why there are atheists in the world it's like yeah there are so many I, things I, like, you've just reminded me i do have something on religion um, um yeah so this is no judge on Islam, the religion, at all. Yeah. Obviously, I have no um, controversial opinions. Everyone can worship who they want to worship. However, there's this one guy from the universe, oh, not university, from the United Arab Emirates, who decided, see, have you, you know how you get like loads of um, like Indian guys texting girls like, oh, send your bobs, let me see your, your, your vagar and things like that um, 
Well, he decided to text me, trying to convert me to. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's still going. In fact, he texted me a couple hours ago. He's trying to convert me to um, radical Islam. He is the most. He's been going since I would say about <laughs> November. And he's, he's this guy called Saraj um, from the United um, Arab Emirates. And he is a source of entertainment. I, I can't be asked to get my text up. And also, I feel if I'm just reading text to you, that'll be boring. I'll just give you some highlights quickly. Um, one of my favorite ones was, oh, so he's really, he's really not good with uh, a English, but also uh, just general life. He said at one point, "Oh, I wish everyone in the world died." Um, and then I called him a bully, and he said, "No, Archie, me not bully. Um, honest, I love you." Um, and then, and then uh, my favorite of all time was when he asked me, um, how come when humans are cold, um, how come when humans don't wear clothes, we're cold and we die? But when birds don't wear clothes, they are still warm. And any, any viewer can listen to that and think automatically, because birds oh, have fucking God. feathers, you moron. Um, and so I, I, I didn't say it like that because me and my man Saraj are tight um, because <laughs> I just want him to be friends with me because he gives me so much entertainment. Um, and I said, I said, oh, yeah, it's because birds have feathers and we don't. And he gave me I would say it's a weird response, but I've known him for a couple months now. And I would just assume it was a fairly generic one from him. He said, I wish God gave us feathers when we were born. And I thought. Wow, what a revolutionary. <laughs> the thing is, if God gave us feathers when we were born, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure he is describing an angel. Oh, yeah, as Islam is the true religion. Figure. If you want to go to any type of he um, heaven, make sure you go um, do radical Islam and like, like that. And then he keeps on talking about how he's going to burn <laughs> in hell and die. He's really depressed and he keeps on talking, oh, I'm going to burn in hell and die. I'm like, well, clearly your religion isn't fucking saving you then, is it, mate, if you think that? But, um... So, so he believes he's going to burn in hell yeah. and die, even though he's a radical... Oh, who's completely against sex. He thinks it's and disgusting. To, like, and I even said people. contraception, and he was like, no, no, no. Because sex can bring babies. And I was like, yeah, but not if you use fucking contraception. And his reply to that was, no, no, no. Because sex can bring babies. I was like, well done, mate. You acknowledge my point well. But I said, uh, he said something really weird, which I, I don't know if in other countries it's a normal thing, but especially for us English, I don't think we'd ever do it. Um, but I assume for most countries, it's fucking odd. I said, because you have to feed babies. When we are hungry, we can eat dirt. Babies cannot. And now, Nick, I want you to answer me an honest question. I know you're the host, and I, I shouldn't be ans asking the questions, but when was the last time you were hungry so you ate some fucking dirt? <laughs> Do you remember the last time you were hungry and were like, oh, I'm going to eat some dirt. Too bad on you babies. You can't eat the mud. Um... For a while now. Probably... If I'm honest, if I've ever eaten <laughs> if dirt, you ever it was did, when I exactly. Remember. So I'm and, going to say that even encourages the point that babies like... can eat dirt. <laughs>
like he's so brilliant he just provides me loads of entertainment yeah. and the thing is i didn't text him for a week and he found this guy from facebook who he's this guy in my year group at school but we've got a group year i mean it's not the biggest but it's about 180 people in our year and um he just randomly texted this guy from facebook because i don't update my facebook ever ever so i don't really have many of my new like main friends on facebook or like post with them but he just It, I can confirm you it don't. Is, it's I, very I dry. I just I don't use it much. And it really I probably should. I think maybe you've inspired me. If anyone wants to check out... Actually, fuck off. Don't check my Facebook. Just go on Instagram, you dickhead. Uh, no, I, I do actually. It's a good idea to check your I have personal a, Facebook. So here's a fun one. I had a clothing me. brand when I was in year nine. And Empire London was the name of the clothing brand and it's still got a facebook page somewhere and it did don't get me wrong it was i thought they were really nice t-shirts they were comfortable and stuff like that but fuck me if i've ever seen something flop in my life it's definitely that <laughs> that's a right uh, let let's have a look so you've got 29 likes yeah, it's, it's i think one. it looks like a what I don't quite it's, know. It's, what it's to a rough one. I've got, that, uh, I mean, logo. realistically, these are these what? are clothes from year nine, so it's all smalls and mediums. And obviously, now I'm an L slash XL. So if anyone's a small and medium and wants some Empire London T-shirts, just DM Archie underscore Ross. I'll say. Uh, in fact, no, even, you don't even have to know what they look like. If you're a listener, DM my account and I'll send you the designs, and you can go. Okay, either don't want that on a t-shirt in which case fair enough no one did at the time or i do want that on a t-shirt and i'll send you one uh, i mean the the thing is I, I i i might be up for like rocking the rocking the empire london merch is it is, it, earth, is, I, it is this the same empire, empire clothing i don't know like for some Pardon? Is it hexagons? I've changed no, it. it. It's right. now it I'm, used to I'm be hexagons, still, and I realised it looks better when it's a square twisted round into a spiral. And it looks quite nice because you can change the colour of each background um, square, so it makes a different colour pattern and things like that. But I thought it was really cool at the time. But then I realised uh, I can't be a street clothing brand without any reputation at all. So fair enough. Yes. Also, I have a feeling that going to a get, going to quite a what would be considered oh, an elitist. That's a lie. You'd be you'd be completely surprised. Oh, brand. who do you think wears most when? of the street clothing brand stuff? Really? How expensive most of it is? It's a hundred percent old. Daddy's touche, uh, daddy, touche. give me your wallet. <laughs> I can buy that. I mean, I, mate. I, I've the thing is, I say that because obviously I've got a lot of very well off friends, but. Um, <laughs> I've I've been I, I went to state school for pretty much all of my life, so um, I'm I'm very much here by I'm very much in the situation I'm in by luck rather than old money, which a lot of people are. So um, you see, a, a lot of my friends are just constant Supreme Palace, Stussy, all that lot, just non-stop wearing that because it's very much oh yeah, it's a streetwear brand, it's very trendy. Daddy, give me your credit card so I can buy one of them.
Yeah, it, it's quite an interesting thing, but I, I don't really want uh, I, I don't want you to lose any friends from this podcast, so I won't I won't delve too much into that idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I I will say I agree. Um, yeah, um, it's it's uh, yeah. Not many people to my, I mean, you're the only person that I know that has gone to a school like that, or at least um, uh, one of the well known yeah. ones, at least. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we've already said which school you go to, but I, it, 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 I don't have and don't rewind, just forget it, mate. If you're lucky, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, what I'll do for you, uh, yeah. Archie, what I'll do for you, I won't edit the podcast apart from where like you went to the loo, but what I will do is <laughs> I will send you the exact post, which probably. It's me and, it's me and a sure rugby no kit with a knows. bunch of my friends. Uh, I will. Um, with... Yep. Yeah, I, I know. Yes. I know which one you're and talking about. Um, I'm going to keep it up because why not? Because uh, I don't really care. Yeah. People have already people have already worked out where I come from. I don't like give a fuck about it anymore. Why not? And they. Oh no, the, the school, the school. As in, by where you come from, like as in the school as I said, you I went main, to. I was mainly state school for most of my life. From... It was only, as you can tell by me not tagging any of my old photos. Um... <laughs> Fair enough. But um, yeah, exactly. I can't Fair enough. What were we talking about before? What we talking about? Streetwear bands, clothing, Siraj. Okay, yeah. So he sent me a text. Oh no! So I didn't speak to him for a week because I decided. Yeah. The best way you can try and emotionally manipulate a retard is by thinking, not a re- obviously that's a very bad thing to say, um, if you can cut that one out, um, I'll redo the sentence, uh, of emotionally manipulating a mug um, would be would be make sure that whatever they say has the effect, <laughs> emphasise the effect that they think it will have. Because obviously if they something, like if Saraj says something that's slightly mean, I just won't think anything about it. I know he's a mug. But if I make it seem like he's pretty much just killed my nan when he says something slightly mean, Christ, it gives you some great material. If ever, if ever, Siraj or any other Islamic like radicalist text you, make sure that you make them feel like what you're what they're saying is very hurtful. So I said he said something not even that bad at all. Um and then I decided to just leave it from there. And then um I left it for a week. And um, he he, t- he just found one of my other friends on Facebook. He's not even a friend. He j- I just know him somehow. DM'd and then he like Facebook messaged him saying, "Do you know where Archie is? Where is Archie? Do you know where he is?" I was like, "Oh, Christ, you were talking about stalking me earlier." I was like, "Yeah, mate, come on, come on." That that that's that <laughs> that's far from him. Like just DMing random people. Do you know where Archie is? I was like, "Fucking hell, it's a rough one. It's a rough one." It really is. I mean, now now we're now we're all back <laughs> to um what uh what is it? Oh, uh, elk oh just as well as telling um, the elk hunting well, um story to Siraj. Definitely, that would have been a confusing. Uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <coughs> that really would have been, wouldn't it? Um, 
I think that, that's probably what you should. That's probably what you should do. Like, oh, like live. It's not just something. It's not just him. Yourself. I mean, you already know one of them. Like, just in case they're listening, I won't mention them. But um, I think have you seen James Veach, the comedian? Very funny. I saw him, and I don't know why. I yes, didn't. James I don't Veach think I even took very, inspiration very from him. But man. Luke said, "Mate, you're pretty much James Veach," and um, I was like, "Yeah," because I just take random schmucks and just like text them like we're mates for ages, yeah, you are. and actually pay attention to what they're saying. But obviously, what they're saying is just so stupid. It's brilliant. Like I don't, I, I don't, I, I just don't understand how dumb sub people can be. So I'm just like. Like they're like, yeah. oh, we're gonna get two million. Um, I doubt we'll be listening, but whoever it is said we're gonna get two million followers in a month, and I was like, oh, of course you are. That's very. So he's a new artist. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna mention his name. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's got a terrible voice. His dad's it, his manager. Clicked, yeah. His band's <laughs> shocking, and his lyrics worse. And he was like, and he's got the biggest pipe. He's he's basically God made a person with the biggest like goal to be he wants to be a pop star so badly but he also has the worst singing voice i've ever heard in my life and um so then god gave this man all of this and then he keeps on thinking he's gonna be in a pop band and i'm like mate okay how many how many listeners do you think you're gonna have in a month and he's like i want to stay humble so i reckon about two million and, then, and i was like very good point very humble of you um enter name and then he was like um i know and i said okay what radio station do you think it's going to be play, played on because realistically if you're a new band um the only place you can really apply to is bbc radio one extra isn't if you want a big one was bbc radio one extra because they often play lots of new bands but it's also really hard to get on there so i was expecting he was going to say that but he was like no i uh, he was quite, i assume it's going to be played on kiss fm capital radio and bbc radio one fairly regularly <laughs> I was like, mate, set your gold straight. And he was like, oh, 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 yeah, that was it. So obviously he's an unknown band pretty much, but he's going to be releasing, they're going to be releasing a couple of songs soon. And I said, what, um, do you have any plans for touring? And apparently they've already released two tours. And um, so their manager's their dad, one of the guys' dads. And I feel it's going to be a very hard com- uh, conversation between the dad and the son, because the son's the mainly misguided one. Um, when the dad says... Uh, because obviously the guy's like, oh, yeah, I asked him, where do you want to play? Like, where do you think you'll play on your first tour? And he said, I assume with our music, it'll probably be the O2 Arena, the O2 Manchester. Just listed all the O2s. And then he also said and then he also said Wembley. And I assume it's going to be a very hard conversation if they have a tour for the dad to say, oh. yeah, mate, I'm afraid you're in this pub in Hertfordshire, rather than just saying, yeah, mate, you're at the O2 Arena. <laughs> Something tells me it won't even be like a pub in Hertfordshire. I think it might be uh, like a um, hey, the thing, uh, a he church. Spent, hall he was going to spend a grand a on recording. I don't, I mean, village I've got me. I've got recording chairs. software. I mean, I've got it uh, arriving tomorrow, and I've got my audio interface set up and things like that. So it's free for me to record. But if you're going to go to a proper studio and get it properly mastered by a professional, it's about two hundred at a that a high end one would be two hundred at a push, like for one song. I once had an offer from a guy for two fifty for four songs, like, and he did high end stuff. So I was like, "Yeah, fair enough." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go get it done. I found a place where they do a grander song." 
not in London, not in like a, not by a really big professional. It's like, oh my life! It's just some guy taking the piss out of him, like not taking the piss out of him, taking advantage of him for money, not like Abbey Abbey Roads or whatever. Saying, yeah. "Oh yeah, we'll do a grand song mug." That's all I've got to say. What a mug! Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. That uh, it leaves a bit of a, an unpleasant taste in your mouth when you think, like, so, first of all, how can someone be that stupid? And then, second of all, how can someone e- so easily take advantage with a full? I mean, if you look at that one, judging well, like this one, I'll definitely do. But if not, I won't take it personally. So, to be <laughs> um, right. I'll happily be the Elon Musk to the Joe Rogan, where he just comes on so regularly. But uh, obviously, right. uh, I think. Don't worry, don't worry, mate. Don't worry. What? what wait, let's say that again. Okay, okay. I mean, the the oh, uh, I yeah. think now we we have hit like one hour seven eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, I... What I'm going to do, I shall uh, end this episode here. I'll ask you if you yeah, want sure. to plug anything, any, any I'll just, uh, interesting I'll just stuff. I'll plug quickly. Um, yeah. Constantly, uh, Archie underscore yeah, on Instagram, and in the future, Archie on Spotify. Um, Other than that, knock stuff out. Go ahead. Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. also, I have one more. Whamless yeah, okay. on YouTube. W H A M L E S S on YouTube. Whamless. Okay. I, I I'll need to search that up for some reason. I very much have to send me that. Um yeah. Okay. So uh thank you for coming on with uh myself. With with myself, uh, Nicholas J Barlow and uh, Luke Baker, who was here and wasn't here at the same time. Uh, so you've been listening to the Unscripted podcast, uh, unscripted, Ooh, unedited, another quick shout out quickly with with guests. Another, oh, another quick shout out quickly. Um, was it Duncan or Dylan who is your loyal listener? Six PM. Dylan Scruton, Go. shout you out, mate. Hit me up on Instagram. I'll follow you back. Well done for listening all the time. Dylan Scruton, yes. Yeah. Yes. So you've been listening to the unscripted podcast. Unscripted, yeah. unedited, undecided. Thank you.